Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome back to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, John Chapman. You can find me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. And what we're going to be doing today, we are going to be updating all relevant 49ers news before our very last preseason game. Man, it's Thursday. It's going to be coming quick, but we're going to be going over defensive grades, starters, snap counts, top five, bottom five, drive charts, updating how everybody played, getting going over pressures, missed tackles, targets, and just all everything you could ever want to know about the defense. I, you know, I always lead with the offensive podcast, which if you missed that breakdown, that was yesterday. So pause this one, go back, listen to that one. And this is for like the true, like the faithful. So if you're with me today, I just want to say thank you. And man, it's been a great preseason so far. It doesn't really matter, you know, the wins and losses in preseason, but winning 27 to 17 versus, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, that that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. The depth continues to show. Now, we do have one new piece of evidence that Dante Pettis is struggling with a quote-unquote minor groin issue, which I don't, I don't know how anything with the groin is minor. Uh, that, that's going to be important to me, especially for a wide receiver that likes to juke and make lots of moves like Dante Pettis. Uh, you know, the good thing is, you know, if you listen to this podcast, he is about, man, what would that be, 11 days away? You know, if you're looking at Tuesday, 12 days away before he's going to play. So you don't need to rush him back. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan has challenged him this entire preseason, and he hasn't responded exactly like you would want it, but he continues to show that he definitely belongs in one of the starters. So what we're going to do, let's go through and just pay attention to some team stats on the defensive side, and let's just see kind of what, you know, this defense was allowed to do because... You got to say this, man. Our defense has been absolutely unbelievable 
start to finish, you know, in this preseason. It's only been three games, but, uh, you know, the first two games we went over 20 consecutive drives without allowing a touchdown, which is just bananas. And then, you know, they come out in the very first drive, and sure enough, Robert Saleh, he ain't learning. He sends Solomon Thomas and man-to-man coverage out on the flats against Damian Williams and gets burned for a gigantic touchdown. This is Solomon Thomas's third play in pass coverage in the last two weeks. That is 100% just not okay. That is a terrible coaching decision. And, you know, the touchdown, I don't think, is on Solomon Thomas. You put him out in the flat one-on-one with the running back, that's on you. You only bring three people pressure. You have the two nickel linebackers that were in there. So many different ways to cover that. And then what to make matters worse, Jaquiski Tart comes over super late and takes a horrible angle and doesn't even get a hand on the ball carrier. He didn't use the sidelines at all. And so, uh, you know, he got the touchdown. Gave up a huge touchdown. And, you know, I, I would not put that on Solomon Thomas. That's a coaching staff and a Jaquiski Tart thing. It's, it's just on the coaches. The second drive. You know, we give up a field goal after a long drive, and this is something that is was a plague last year, and I hate that we're seeing it already with our starting group. That's the problem, is missed tackles. We had three missed tackles on the second drive alone. Could have got off the field on third down twice, but um, yeah, we just lots of missed tackles. And I got to say this, Jimmy Ward, holy freaking cow, finally comes back. Mr. Glass is at it, and he played good. To say the least, he played really good. So he sniffed out a screen and stopped Mahomes on a quarterback scramble. But that would have gotten a first down if he didn't make that play. Jimmy Ward balled out. And, you know, something of note, Jimmy Ward is good. That's not the problem. The problem is I think he's missed 27 starts since he's been drafted. So essentially almost two complete seasons worth and just over four years, so that's problematic to say the least. However, you cannot deny the kid's talent. Is he dependable? Hell no. And the fact that you know he, he worked all offseason at free safety, and that's where he was going to be. Tarvarius Moore comes out and shows that man possibly could be a stud there. And so what do they do? They move Jimmy to nickel because he can play everything. Quan Williams is out, and let's just give him a shot there and just kind of see what happens, and he completely balls out. So you, you got to give it to him there. Third drive, this is a punt, a three and out by the defense. And DeMontre Moore, holy freaking cow, he ended up with, depending on how, how you total it, one uh, sack on his own and then two additional half sacks. So, you know, pro football focus gives you a full sack if you're in there. But him and Eric Armstead get to the quarterback at the same time. And Jimmy Ward, again, pivotal role on second down, had a huge coverage just to where there was just no chance for the ball carrier to make a catch. So that was the third drive. Fourth drive, punt, three and out. Solomon Thomas finally was moved inside on the fourth drive. The first three drives, yeah, he was playing out of position. And not even out of position. If you want to put him at end, that's a terrible decision as a coaching staff. But <laughs> to put him into coverage, oh my gosh, the wide side of the field. What even the... <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't... I, 
I feel like um, if you're listening to this podcast, you've been with us for a while, like you should almost like have to take a shot, or maybe I should have to take a shot every single time I get upset about Solomon Thomas playing on the edge. But once he moved inside, guess what? He uh, performed awesome, had another amazing highlight where he just, his club move going inside across the guard's face is just absolutely great. We saw it two weeks in a row where he lines up kind of on a shade or a one technique, some people call it. And instead of hitting the center that he's lined up on, instead he goes away from the ball, kind of loops around just a nice little stun around the guard that's on his side and just clubs him, allows the guard's momentum to keep going. So the talent is there with that guy. We just got to let him play where he could be successful. Hopefully with D Ford and Bosa coming back soon. D Ford is back. Bosa hopefully will be back soon. We'll be able to just keep him where he belongs. And that is on the inside. The fifth drive, they kneeled out to end the half, and that was halftime. Sixth drive once we come back out with the backups. Um, punt with back-to-back sacks. The first sack was by Broomley and Street together. And then the next sack was by, you guessed it, Demontre Moore, who has just had probably the best preseason of anybody on this defense. Seventh drive, touchdown. Dante Johnson lost contained back-to-back plays once on a screen and then once on an outside run to allow the touchdown. Um, you know, he's playing better, but again, uh, most targeted play and just he's a liability in the run game he is physical but he just takes horrible angles he allowed a touchdown there eighth drive punt Dante Johnson almost got a pick and he's a boom bust player like I said he's going to give up a touchdown then he's going to get in there and make a play and then the ninth and final drive was a punt with a three and out the defense actually had a really good game And again, if we take a step back and just kind of look at some of the numbers, which I highlighted just a few of these in the last episode, just comparing our defense to theirs and what that looks like, they only had 12 first downs. That's awful. Um, Now, the first... When the starters were in there with Mahomes and all them, yeah, they did well. You know, they came out and they did score that opening touchdown on that big play. And then after that, you know, we held them to a field goal, which we kind of matched because, you know, we came out, we had a turnover on downs, but then we had a touchdown and two field goals with our opening squad. So we were up whenever our starters were out there with their starters, which I think it's kind of one of the ways that you have to measure these games. How were your ones against our ones? And, you know, we came out victorious in that one, 13 to 10. But 12 first downs, that's not good enough. Four for 11 on third down efficiency, that is great. You want to always hold them close or under 50%. We did that. They did get one fourth down conversion, their only attempt there. Now, 248 yards, that is legitimate great defense, which you, you got to be honest, we have played great defense so far this preseason. Uh, very bend, not break mentality. Uh, hoping that that stays the same. And a lot of it has to do with our rush defense. You know, not our passing defense, but only allowing 63 yards in the rushing game. That is beyond impressive. I don't care which game it is. Like, if you're playing third string, it, it, that's letting you know your defensive scheme is working up front. If we could just fix just a couple things, some missed tackles, that number probably would have been closer to like 35 to 40 yards. So, 
very happy about those things. One touchdown allowed and two red zone attempts, which is great. And, uh, you know, the big red flag that we have zero turnovers for us. Now, the good thing is we didn't lose the turnover battle. So anytime you look at turnovers, you kind of have to put that and just say, well, an asterisk by it. Because, you know, if you look at games that you don't force any turnovers, you're going to be losing the majority of them. However, if you look at teams where neither team forces, now you got a shot. So you usually want, if you're plus two in the turnover ratio, you win almost 90% of the games. That's just a, been an NFL stat that's been around for a long time. You win the turnover battle, you're going to win it all. I want to talk briefly just about the MVPs on the defensive side, and I think it came down to two guys. The runner-up was Jimmy Ward, who, you know, he goes out there, and, you know, I said it just a while ago, he was incredible. Uh, he just was absolutely incredible all over the field and just kind of showed what he could do. He had the quote, like, afterwards where he was just like, man, I got one speed. <laughs> That's all I got. But the real MVP of this one's going to be DeMontre Moore. Just unreal all preseason. Goes out there and gets a part of three separate sacks. He led the team in tackles, pressures, sacks, tackle for loss, all in one game. The guy is just balling out. And the crazy thing is, is he even going to be <laughs> retained? Is he even going to make the roster? Because... We have so much depth at that position. You know, he's bounced around the league considerably, but the draft pedigree is there. And so I, I really do hope this is a guy that we keep. But if you keep him, that, that goes back. Who do you get rid of? And we will have an entire episode devoted to that. One thing that I will tell you, moving into our last preseason game, if DeMontre Moore is out there for a majority of the fourth preseason game, we're going to cut him. And I, I think that's asinine. I would keep him over a lot of guys. I, I just, we have somebody that can generate pressure on the outside. And I want to keep that. And a lot of people be upset. You know, who are you going to keep him over? I'd keep him over Contavious Street right now. I'd keep him over Valuga right now. I think that those are guys, I think you're getting into the discussion of, all right, well, let, let's say, you got to keep so many, man. <laughs> it's hard. I'm looking at the roster. It's so frustrating. But I would put him over Contavious Street. And who knows? Maybe this comes down to that quarterback position. Because if we do keep three quarterbacks like Kyle Shanahan has suggested, you know, that's the difference in keeping somebody like Contavious Street and Demontre Moore or letting one of those guys go. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there. But absolutely great preseason. He has just been everywhere. And you know who else is everywhere? mybookie.com it is the place to bet on football every single weekend and here's my favorite thing about it you know they have this thing right now with better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book period there's a lot of sites out there and trust me I've used them all because I do like to gamble they have everything they have the first online handicapping super contest, which is a lot of fun. Basically, first place is guaranteed to win hundred grand, and it only costs 100 bucks to enter. What you do is every week you pick five games against the spread, and it's a leaderboard mentality, and so you can keep moving up to that, and there's just a huge cash pool. So what you got to do is... And I'll attach the link onto this video or podcast so it'll be in the description so you can click on it there. But you head to mybookie.com, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and you use the promo code 49ers, the easiest promo code in the world, 49ERS. 
You enter that promo code in, and here's what they're going to do for you. They are going to match your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. So you get a lot of money to play with. You bet, you win, you get paid. My favorite thing about this site is that it's so easy to get money in and out. You don't have to worry about any type of struggle or time. Like It just comes out. So you go there, you win, and then you get paid. That's my bookie. And then again, use the promo code 49ers. Or again, just click on the description, uh, whether this is YouTube, Spotify, wherever, we're everywhere. Just click on that. It'll take you right there and you can sign up there. Again, promo code 49ers for my bookie. Just want to say thanks to them for all the support. Now, let's jump in and talk about the starters and snap counts. You know, up front, let's start there from the defensive left end, Eric Armstead. Then in the middle, we had DJ Jones and DeForest Buckner. So great to see Buckner back out there. He only got 15 snaps. He was kind of on the low end of all the starters, um, and he didn't play great. He didn't play bad. He just kind of didn't do much. Solomon Thomas was at defensive right end just to piss me off. And then our linebacking core were Fred Warner and Quan Alexander. Goodness, you we keep talking about how great it is that we have these guys out there. You know, we've been worried about Quan. You know, this is his first game action. He goes out, he balls out 23 total snaps and he just looked great. He looked very, very good. I'm very excited for what he's going to do in his first action back. And now he gets to rest 10 games after getting everything out of the way and proving that you know he's healthy and he is back. Richard Sherman, uh, let's go to the secondary. Richard Sherman in left corner, uh, two safeties, Tarvarius Moore and Tart. And then uh, we also had Jimmy Ward at this slot or nickel corner and Witherspoon at the right cornerback. So those are kind of our defensive ones. You know, it's great to get DJ Jones out there. I was worried he was going to miss the start of this. And again, I, I I really hope that he is a guy that makes this roster. I don't think that he is a lock, however, like I used to before training camp started. A couple other interior guys have just showed up, and we'll be curious. But I'm so glad to have him back. And I really think the only difference to our starting lineup week one is Solomon Thomas. You would move him out of the starting lineup, and you would put... D Ford in there. So I think that's going to be our starters. You know, Tarvarius Moore and Tart, I like that as the safeties. And then Witherspoon and Ward uh, as the nickel guy and Sherman. Like we have our starting defense. And, you know, once Bosa gets back, he's going to work in there for sure. You could put Bosa in Eric Armstead's spot. And then Armstead would kind of be the first guy in off the bench. Whether it's, you know, it's a big formation, whatever, him and D Ford will kind of play a little bit of both spots. And again, Eric Armstead to play inside some. So we're getting a good look at what our defense looks like, which is great. Now let's talk about top five and bottom five. Who was great? Who was not? Demontre Moore, to no surprise, 89.4, super high score. He has just been unbelievable. Um, the only thing that he didn't excel in was, guess what? We dropped him into zone coverage, <laughs> and he didn't do great there. Second highest rated player, again, another guy that has just had a hell of a preseason, Emmanuel Mosley, you know, gets 20 snaps. He comes in with the second teamers at that nickel spot right behind Jimmy Ward, and this kid needs a roster spot. I don't care what we got to do. He's on every special teams play. He brings incredible energy. He's been consistent. I really do think they that he has outplayed DJ Reed, who also makes his top five list. Uh, funny thing is, 
we've got three slot corners that made the top five for total defense. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley got second, Jimmy Ward third, DJ Reed fourth. So you got these guys that are just balling out at that position. And Kawan Williams, who's probably our starter, he's not even there. So we've got a lot of depth on the interior corner position, on the exterior corner, the outside corners. I don't know. You know, if we get Jason Verrett back, that would be huge. We haven't heard much from him. We're kind of being very patient with him. And then the last guy that I want to talk about in the top five was Fred Warner. He got 24 snaps with the majority of the starters, and he scored a 76.6. Now let's go to the opposite side. And the worst. And these are some starters, so this is going to hurt just a little bit. I'll go through and talk about why each one of these guys was so low. But the lowest graded player was Witherspoon. Um, Not a surprise. Had a huge missed tackle. Got targeted um, three times. He allowed all three catches. And, you know, he allowed a 104 passer rating and didn't really contribute anything. Like, he had two tackles, but, again, one of them was a huge whiff that would have ended the drive and it just allowed them to go get points on, I think it was the second drive that he did that. Second worst rated player, Solomon Thomas. No surprise there. It doesn't help whenever you give up a gigantic touchdown in man coverage. Not on him, but you've got to contribute something. And, you know, whether you're on the outside or inside or whatever, he had two tackles and one stop. But you can't allow a 62-yard touchdown. That's going to affect your score big time and not contribute really any pass rushing pressure whatsoever. Richard Sherman, he finished with a 51.2 grade, was the third worst. A lot of that, again, two targets, two receptions, and he even had that missed tackle as well, so that hurt him. Lots of missed tackles. Next up, we have Contavious Street. He has just not been able to string together a lot of positive plays, whether he's going against the first, second, or third team. So, uh, you know... Maybe he just needs more time. I don't know really what that looks like, but he needs to step up his game. And then Chiquisky Tart's got to be the last guy that to finish in the bottom five with the 54.2. Again, this is a problem. He gave up that huge touchdown. He should have been there to tackle him. And he it's funny, you know, he went from this this is who he is. Last week he was the defensive MVP. This week he's one of the worst players we have. Just consistency, consistency. He just doesn't have it. And so it's it's just so hard to figure out, man, what the hell is going on there and how do we get it to a place to where, you know, he's going to be able to be consistent. So, all right, let's talk about the interior defensive guys, you know, the guys that were playing tackle. Um, as far as snaps goes, you know, DeForest Buckner and DJ Jones were the starters. DJ Go- Jones gets 24 snaps to DeForest Buckner's 15. Neither one of them really accumulated a lot of stats or really did anything special. Um, you know, Buckner, he got in there and got an assistant tackle. But DJ Jones did have a missed tackle, a solo stop, and then just a regular tackle. But outside of that, there wasn't really much there. You know, if we look at... Kevin Givens, who some people are super high on, again, 17 snaps. Nothing really special, kind of middle of the grade. The one thing that Kevin Givens does is he plays on the opposite side of the line, which is wonderful. I am curious if he will continue to get this much work when Julian Taylor returns this week because you got to play Julian Taylor. Um, even though he's been unbelievable during training camp, he's been injured. So 
I don't think that there's any way you can keep both of those guys. They kind of do the same thing. They're the penetration-type defensive tackle that can just blow up an offensive guard and piss a quarterback off and a running game off because they're going to shove the guard in the backfield by about two yards. Uh, Personally, I would prefer to keep Julian Taylor there. Jay Broomley and Sheldon Day, Broomley had a hell of a game. You know, He only got 12 snaps. But with his 12 snaps, he is making use of it. He really is. He got um, one sack uh, on one pressure. He was constantly just a high-energy guy. I don't think that he can make the roster. I really, really don't. But he shows up on film the whole time. You'll see him running sideways, and you're like, all right, who is this guy? Yep, number 90 again. Okay, who's that guy? Oh, yep, number 90 again. Like, he just keeps showing up. It doesn't matter how many snaps Broomley's getting. He's just around. (laughs) He's just always around. Um, Sheldon Day, um, he got a bad grade, but he was able to get in the backfield twice uh, with a hurry, with hurries, which was great because usually he's kind of the guy that stands and mirrors the quarterback, almost like a spy from the nose tackle position or defensive tackle position, and then likes to get his hands up and try to block what's going on, but had a pretty bad day. He finished with a 55.1 grade, which is pretty bad. So Sheldon Day has had a pretty rough preseason, but an amazing training camp. You know, they were talking about possibly starting him. You know, he, he comes back, his, his, DJ Jones comes back and kind of shows everybody, this is my job. You know, I, I understand that we kind of go with the times. Like, who's what have you done for me lately? Well, if Sheldon Day wanted to make a case for starting, uh, I think he lost that battle in the third preseason game. Now we'll see if he plays because, you know, is he going to be playing that fourth game? I don't think you do. You, you know what you have in him. He's a veteran. So let's kind of move on from that. Now, Let's talk about the defensive end position or the outside edge rushers. Again, we talked about Demontre Moore just dominating. Eric Armstead had a good game. He's just going to constantly be this guy. He gets lots of pressures. He got in on one sack. He got a hurry and a sack, and he's just two solo run stops. I don't think he's ever going to be a high sack guy, but again, he's always around the ball. Jamel Garcia-Williams played absolutely terrible on 11 snaps, finished with a 50 grade, 52.0 grade. Sorry about that. Now if we jump over to the other side, the defensive right end, we talked about Solomon Thomas. And then you get these other two guys, you know, who I think are bubble guys, and I don't think either one of them has done each other too many favors recently. You know, Veloga comes out, signed the day of, gets a couple sacks, and just is, you know, awesome. Contavious Street... He's kind of bouncing around. He got 20 snaps to Vologo's 15, but both of these guys, outside of their kind of half of a sack, and again, that sack was taken away by a penalty, but it doesn't matter. Like in my book, I think they get it. It was a phantom defensive holding call in the backfield. So uh, love those two guys, but again, I think they make the roster on 20-plus NFL teams. I really do. Can save his street, especially being as young as he is and as powerful as he is. But what do you do here? Because there's only so many guys you can keep. And I'll do another cut down episode and 53 man roster projection. But as of now, man, I think both those guys are on the outside looking in. All right, let's talk about linebackers. 
Oh, man, the linebacker play was great. Quan Alexander, let's start with him. 23 snaps, and he was all over the place. The funny thing is he spent 15 of those plays in coverage. He finished with a great coverage grade. And, you know, a lot of people could talk whatever they want about Quan Alexander. The thing that makes him so special is his speed. He is a great coverage linebacker not good he is a great coverage linebacker and so that is something that this team needed severely especially in that will position you know you come out and you look at what he was able to do targeted three times he allowed one catch for one yard (laughs) that is a 42.4 NFL passer rating that he allowed and so just it's just awesome just absolutely awesome Uh, The dude can just play. So super excited about him. Now, if we're staying with the will position, and let's just kind of go in order of snaps here. Drake Greenlaw, who, you know, I do want to bring another update to this. You know, you remember we traded Dakota Watson, and I believe it was a sixth-round pick to the Denver Broncos for a fifth-round pick. That fifth-round pick we used on Drake Greenlaw. Uh, Dakota Watson, who had a great preseason against us, just got cut. So absolute great trade. I would love, it was like this week too that we did that trade. We need to start doing that again because we have so much depth on the defensive line, the wide receiver group. We, we got it, the quarterback group. Um, you know, I really would like to see some more of those value trades. You know, something just simple, like anytime I mention a player to trade, people just fucking get pissed off. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to cuss there. They get really upset at me. Twitter because it's always their favorite player but man why not offer up somebody like a DJ Reed or a Julian Taylor or a Sheldon Day or a Contavious Street in a sixth to see what you can get back because we're going to be cutting some of these guys Uh, I don't think those guys are cut candidates but then you could keep the next guy up there but anyway Greenlaw gets 25 snaps he played pretty well he did miss several tackles I will say that and not like they didn't show up as missed tackles he just takes himself out of the play so aggressive he over pursues and the cutback lane are just huge for him and a lot of it's just because he's young but this is a guy that could start for us and so this is something that we're going to need him to fix I really like the kid he'll start on all four special teamers I think he is a lock to make the roster Mark Nazocha uh, maybe as a special teamer that's it but he definitely has moved behind Drake Greenlaw he only got three snaps again another guy David Mayo three snaps nothing special Malcolm Smith got six snaps, didn't do too much. And Leroy Reynolds, who has had one of the worst uh, preseasons, got seven snaps. And he had his highest grade of the preseason with the 62.8. But uh, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> that's uh, Just because it's the highest doesn't mean it's a good thing. Now, the middle linebacker spot, we only really had two guys take snaps there. But again, the Mike and Will are interchangeable in our format. Fred Warner goes out there, 24 snaps, and just played absolutely amazing. He scored a 90.2 or an elite run score against a run defense, two tackles, two assisted tackles. He did have one missed, which, again, if you want to put this into perspective, you know, Bobby Wagner had zero missed tackles all year. (laughs) Not saying that Fred Warner needs to play to that level, but that's kind of the expectation for greatness at that position. 
which I, I think Fred Warner's potential is great. There's no doubt. If somebody told me, you know, Fred Warner's a top five linebacker in the NFL in two years, I'd say, okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. His, his work ethic, his body, his speed, all those things are there. But he's got to work on missed tackles. This very problematic issue that he had last year. But he had one solo stop. He was targeted once and allowed one catch for four yards, but he was there quick. And then Aziz. Aziz has been balling out. You know, with the Elijah Lee injury, I really thought Elijah Lee was going to be the backup, the number one backup linebacker. But, man, you could argue Aziz is, you know, he's taking this by storm. He got 23 snaps and played fairly well. Uh, nothing really too great. He did have a missed tackle as well. He allowed one catch on one target for three yards. But he's explosive. And a big thing about Aziz is whenever he's out there making hits, the crowd in the sidelines go nuts. They love this guy. Um, so very curious to see what's going to happen there. I, I could see him and Elijah Lee starting the Mike and Will spot next week or this week in the fourth preseason game and just saying, hey, whoever plays the best gets your position because neither one of those guys are big contract guys. Uh, we'll be able to walk away from either one pretty easily, but they've got to earn it and they've got to bring energy. So let's jump to the secondary and the slot corners or the nickel corners. You know, we've already talked about Jimmy Ward, but just to kind of go over what he did, he had two tackles, two solo run stops, was targeted once and allowed zero catches and had a pass breakup and got opposing pass interference penalties because his pass interference against the offense because his coverage was so good. He played amazing. Emmanuel Mosley, again, he was targeted like crazy. He had five targets, only allowed three catches for 27 yards, two pass breakups. Like, Emmanuel Mosley, ball skills are rare, especially if you're a 49ers fan. Like, they're even more rare. So, um, really excited to kind of see what he can do because – it's a premium if you can get if you're physical and you can play in the box as that nickel corner roll and get your hand on the ball repeatedly. There's so much value there. Anyway, all right, let's jump outside. Let's focus on the right corner spot because I think that's the one with the most volatility of. I think that's a word. Yep, there we go. Uh, Witherspoon. He had 24 snaps. As I said, was absolutely terrible. Uh, every target towards him was caught. Quentin Rollins, one of our newer additions, got five snaps. Dante Johnson, 26. And again, Johnson, so up and down. You know, he gets targeted four times, allows two catches, which you got to love that 50% catch rate. He got one pass breakup, which should have been a pick six. He allowed 25 yards on two catches. He just continues to allow a lot of targets. Anytime he is out there, they kind of circle that number 48 and say that's the guy we're going after uh you don't want to be that guy i'll say that uh left corner dj reed got some snaps out there richard sherman was out there first he got 24 snaps and again two catches on two targets for 12 yards and a missed tackle which hurt him some and dj reed and he's played really well he's played three positions in two games he has played slot he's played safety now he's playing outside he's kind of like a young jimmy ward in the fact that he's physical enough that you could put him wherever you want and even though he's smaller and not the prototypical type of corner that you would have on the outside in this type of defense it doesn't matter because his instincts and aggressiveness is so high his change of direction you know you go back and you watch dj reed 
back in college at K-State. That dude, I remember writing his evaluation on dra- for a draft and just saying, cat, he's a cat. Like, he just changes on a dime. The kid is just, he's very, very electric. I don't know how we get rid of this guy. That's a great problem to have. But again, we've got so many guys at so many spots that are like this. The potential is there. You see it, and you see this guy, and you say, damn, DJ Reed should be a starter for this team. But we have so many guys with that type of potential. And again, potential just means you haven't done it yet. So you got to do it consistently, and if we could just get him at one single freaking position and allow him to be what he's supposed to be, it'd be so beneficial to him. Um, This is what we do. This is what the 49ers do. Anyway, let's jump to the safety position. Again, Tart just... Man, so up and down, he's got to fix it. Tavarius Moore, and he almost got starter-level treatment. He played 16 plays, and that was it. Um, you know, He got in, and he got his one tackle. He wasn't targeted. It, I don't understand why teams are not testing him. It, it's, it's, it's almost scary because nobody's pressuring this kid deep. I, I, I don't understand why. It makes me happy. But it makes me scared. I want him to get tar- I want him to get picked on during the preseason so we can find out if he's as good as we think he is. Because if there's problems in this kid's game, we haven't seen it through the preseason. We haven't seen it through training camp. So three days in a row with an interception in training camp, the kid's got ball skills. Four three two speed and height. It's scary stuff back there. He's going to make mistakes. I could tell you that, but we haven't seen it yet. So that, that that's good news, I think. Uh, other guys that got sl- uh, snaps at the free safety position was Marcel Harris, 23 snaps. He looked awful. Another missed tackle. He overran a couple plays that didn't even qualify as missed tackles just because his pursuit was so bad. He did get two tackles. He allowed one catch for five yards, but again, just Gosh, we have so many guys like this that play with such high energy and compassion and just all that kind of stuff and just go all out every play, just not consistent. Yeah, he's got to get much better at tackling the ball. The problem is he just goes for the knockout every single damn time, which you don't mind that if it's a linebacker sometimes, but as a safety, there's nobody behind you. So whenever you take yourself out of the play just by running so damn hard all the time, it's just it's problematic to say the least. Um, Tyree Robinson got three snaps, didn't really do much there, but that's kind of going to be it for him. I don't think that really he's got a shot, but at least he got some snaps. So that's going to be it for our defensive breakdown. I do have to talk, however about our punter. Holy cow. Um, you know, he goes out and does it again. You know, we get he, he's good. <laughs> he's just good. He had two kicks and, you know, one of them was 62 yards, probably the best kick of the day. We were on our own 40, so 60 yards to go, and where he punted it, it goes out of bounds at the 3 on the sideline. Just awesome. You know, they they had back their safe return group, and their returner had his feet on, like, the 15 in the middle of the field, which is pretty typical. He took off running and could not get to the ball. And, you know, it's the Coffin's Corner thing, which was great. The kid could play. I'm pretty excited about it. I really am. You look at his net average, it's 56 yards. 
as a net, that's great. You know, his yards per punt attempt is 57. Only one of them were returned, and that was for two yards. That's flipping the field position by a lot. His hang time average was average was 4.05. That is elite. So, you know, it, you wanted a little bit more than four, you know, four and a half, but kid can play. Kid can play. We've seen him do more in practice, but I would take that for the rest of his career. I'd be very, very happy. Robbie Gold is always amazing. Three for three on extra points. He hits two field goals. They were both pretty short. One of them was a 20-yarder. One of them was a 30-yarder, or at least in those range. So that's kind of what we got. Now, stay tuned. Um, Good news, bad news. If you follow me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman, I just want to say thank you. I have Meet the Teacher Night for my kids Thursday at 7, and my wife is making me go. So I will be a little bit late as far as the live tweet captures and all that kind of stuff. But don't worry. I will be having a podcast out Thursday night. I will not be missing this game. So stay tuned. Head over to mybookie.com or click the link in this description. Use promo code 49ers so that they can match your deposit. Go, bet, win, and get paid. Take care, faithful. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.